Masha Agulnik. So I said that correctly for the yep. first time. Um, you just moved to Austin recently. You do your holistic and gut dietitian. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, do you want to kind of just give a quick background on yourself and we'll go from there? Sure. So my name's Dasha. I just moved to Austin. <laughs> but before that, I graduated with my degree in nutritional epidemiology. So okay. uh, basically studying how diet affects disease. Mm. And over that course of time, I became super fascinated in optimizing gut health and hormones to really create the most fit human being. And okay. when you think about that from a scientific perspective, it actually doesn't have to do with what you look like. It has to do with how long you can live and how many times you can replicate, right? That's what creates a successful human being. As in like have kids? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah. (laughs) So because that will uh, produce enough of your genetic offspring to then go on and make more of your genetics, right? So that's what makes the most fit human being. So when you have to think of that, you really have to look at gut health and hormones. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I became really, really fascinated in understanding how we eat and how we exercise and how we live our lives how can we build the less the least stressed human being Mm -hmm. but the most absorbing the most nutrients building the most muscle in in proper amounts right Mm -hmm. um and that's where i am now a private practice dietitian i launched a protein powder company last year uh, because i saw there was a disconnect between vegan protein powder and just protein powder for gut health, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when it comes to gut health, we can go down further into it, but the research says that plant-based protein is best for gut health basically because of the way that our gut bacteria metabolize things. Okay. And so the problem is that the plant protein on, on the market is tastes awful. I don't know if you ever taste I don't know <laughs> I mean, if I can swear I'm on sure. this podcast, but it tastes Yeah, it tastes awful. So um, I needed to create something that tasted good, that optimized the amino acid profile so that you you could actually build muscle because a lot of my mm-hmm. demographic is athletes, is people who want to build muscle mm-hmm. um, while removing all of the heavy metals, gums, anti-nutrients that are typically found in plants. So Love that. That's what I do. I guess our little, our little backstory on how I know you is I actually kind of knew you, but didn't know who you were. You go to my gym, and I didn't know who you were. And after we met in person, we both went to the gym. We were like, this is yeah. the person. So you were uh, – I, I don't have my glasses on at the gym, but um, I was doing pull-ups, and you were like way in the corner of the gym, and you had like your – like the sports bar or something, I don't know. Uh-huh. And your back muscles were like popping out like crazy. And I was I – was, I told my girlfriend, I was like, would you be upset if I went up to that girl and like told her she like looks like really like – you know, if she's prepping for a show, she looks awesome. She's like, you probably shouldn't talk to girls at the gym. I'm like, that's fair, that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> but I wanted to compliment you because, like, you, your your back muscles, I could see from, like, across the gym. Thank like, you. so I don't know if you're training for a show or what you're doing, but, like. I'm not. I've just been doing this for mm-hmm. seven years, and I just love training. But I love, mm-hmm. again, I think a lot of my demographic comes with, well, I come from a bodybuilding background, too. Mm-hmm. I have competed in shows. So I just love building muscle. Yeah. Um yeah, it's just fun. Yeah, just just like ready to step on stage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really like I really apply what I learn in, into into practice, right? So when mm-hmm. I tell you that I love optimizing diet and exercise, like mm-hmm. I really do love like finding love like that. how exactly can you build the most amount of muscle mm-hmm. while still creating the least amount of stress on your mm-hmm. system in order to optimize your hormones and mm-hmm. optimize what you're eat, like what you're absorbing and building internally. I do think it's crazy. Like I'm not a bodybuilder by any means, but like I've lifted weights like my whole life. And 
It's crazy that the condom person doesn't understand that you can literally like morph your body and however you like, you can build lats. Like I didn't used yeah. to have lats and I have lats now. It's like weird yeah. that you can like create this like sculpture uh, of yourself essentially. Yeah. And, I, and I don't do any nutrition. Like mm-hmm. I, I've counted calories before, but that's uh-huh. as far as I've gotten down that road. Right. And even that, I just saw myself just like shredding weight, looking so much better. And so... I can't, like, then the next step is, of course, counting your macros, and then the next step is, like, counting your macros, but then also having, like, a good diet, like, I'm assuming you have. Yeah. Um, what, like, so when you're coaching your clients, like, what is the, like, what what are they coming to you for? Like, what are their main, like, goals and issues and all that? A lot of, just like I said, gut or hormonal issues. Okay. I, 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 the way that I practice is I start with gut health. Okay. Because... Hormones depend on vitamins, right? Mm. Our organs depend on vitamins in order to function. So you need to be not just, I say you're not what you eat, you are what you absorb. And so if you have a gut issue that's not allowing you to properly absorb what you're eating, Mm -hmm. you're still going to be deficient, even if you're eating all the vegetables, fruits, starchy grains, all the things, healthy fats and proteins, it's not going to get to that next organ level if we can't absorb it. So I always start with the gut. Can can we pause there really quick actually? So like how, like I've never even thought about gut health. Like I don't even know what that means to me. So like what, like what is proper gut health? How would you know if you have, like do I have bad gut health? I have no idea. Right, (laughs) you would know. And and I think that that's what people don't realize is, you would know because whether you get to that second phase where you're you're micronutrient deficient and now your hormones are aren't functioning properly, mm-hmm. but you would know because you would be bloated, nauseous, have pain. Mm, gotcha. And so I think a lot of people they're like, oh, I I just want to optimize my gut health. Let me take a probiotic. And I'm like, no, don't. <laughs> That's like the worst thing that you could do because you're wasting money on superfluous supplements. And at the end of the day our body is able and capable of doing everything on its own. It's Mm -hmm. very adaptable. And to be putting more supplements on it is, is just going to cause more differentiation. Like more like your body can't do it on its own kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, You're creating some sort of external variable Mm -hmm. now. Right. And instead of focusing on diet and lifestyle, which Mm -hmm. is what really your whole body will depend on. Mm -hmm. So those Flintstone gummies, they were not... No, not the Flintstone gummies, um, right. greens powders, uh, probiotics, generic ones. There are strain-specific ones that have indication for specific disease states, and you can use them. Uh, but again, you have to go and you have to work backwards. You have to know what your disease state is and then use the specific probiotic. You can't use a probiotic and then create some... Be like, I don't know what's wrong with me in a disease state. I'm mm. just going to throw this probiotic. It has to be understand what's the diseases and then work backwards. Gotcha. Okay. So we'll go back to, I mean, I have like 12 questions now, but we'll go back to how you work with your clients. So they come to you for gut health and then you take them from gut health to what was the hormones. next step again? To hormones. Okay. Hormonal health. Um, so when you ask me what a lot of people come to me with, they might have, they probably have hormonal dysfunction, right? When mm-hmm. we have inflammation in the system, when we have inflammation in the gut, inflammation really at the end of the day drives all of our problems. Mm -hmm. It drives chronic disease. It drives 
poor uh, methylation pathways, which means that we're not, uh, yeah, know what that means. yeah, we're not replicating our DNA properly, and it might mutate and sh cause shifts in our epigenetics, which is yeah. e even further down, <laughs> right? Losing you each time you keep yeah. talking. Yeah, I try and plug in a couple of these things because I'm assuming some people maybe in the fitness industry. Oh, they're like, trying. To, they're going to check you, so you're like, yeah. you know, well, they're kind of they're like, who is this, right? Yeah, yeah. And so some of it, hopefully, some people are picking up, but. Um, yeah, it might cause shifts in your DNA and then change the way that we're maybe functioning or creating some sort of protein or enzyme in the body. Mm -hmm. So moving backwards then, um, that's why hormone health comes second after making sure let's lower inflammation in the gut, lower inflammation in our lifestyle and see if our hormones pick up naturally on their own. Gotcha. Okay. Right? So, so those are the two, is there a third step? Is there like, and now we're going to... Yeah, now the third step, yeah. right, is the physique changes. Okay. Because a lot of people, they come to me over-inflamed, chronically stressed, etc. And exercise is actually a form of stress on the system. Mm -hmm. The only form of exercise, I repeat, the only form of exercise that decreases your stress levels is actually walking. Everything else, I mean, I'm assuming something like yoga too, but mm -hmm. there's only on the literature that cortisol decreases actively with uh, walking. And I'm not talking like go on like a 20 mile walk and, and burn calories. I'm talking like 20 minute walk leisurely around mm -hmm. the neighborhood will decrease your stress. Um, every other form of stress will increase your cortisol and that allows for the stress response and is healthy if we can recover from it, right? And if we recover from our workouts, then we know that we're building muscle and we're progressing, right? Mm -hmm. But if we work out and we don't recover properly, we're just driving ourselves down this stress mm, pathway. Gotcha, okay. Okay, all right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I was like, I was in my head, I'm like, I don't know, I lose some stress when I'm working out, but I'm recovering properly. Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh so it's, it's a good thing. Mm. Exercise is a good thing if you can recover from it. So I always like to say there's like this uh, balancing act between the amount of stress in your system and the recovery that it is. Now, I, with my clients, talk about speed pillars. So okay. I can dive into that if, if you're it. ready yeah, for we're it. Ready, we're ready for it. So the forms of stress, right? Because we know what recovery feels like. We know what it feels like to feel good and recovered and good in the gym, good in life, happy. Um, but now let's talk about where the forms of stress are that maybe we don't really recognize as stressors. Mm -hmm. So that's where I put in, it's called the speed pillar. So if you want to speed up your metabolism, speed up your health, focus on these five things. So the five main speed pillars are sleep, personal stress, environmental stress, exercise, and diet. Okay. So the first and most important is sleep. So sleep, you want to be getting seven to nine hours every night of quality sleep, not mm. just tossing and turning. P is personal stress. This comes in with more so people think, oh, I'm so stressed because of my children, my work, my whatever is going on outside of you. But I also like to challenge that thought and belief system and say, well, those people aren't going to change. Your environment's never going to change. Your reaction to your environment is the only thing that you have control over. And so, yeah. <laughs> um, so when people tell me, oh, I'm so stressed, like I, I can't um, overcome that. It's always going to be there. I'm like, great. You've, you've realized this. Like it's, it's how we respond to stress mm -hmm. that really matters. And that has to do a lot with cognitive behavioral therapy, which sounds like a big word and really scary. And maybe people have some sort of um, inclinations to what therapy or the stigmas of what mm -hmm. 
what therapy would be. But at the end of the day, all it means is shifting your mindset. If you look at someone and you, and words come out or feelings come out, take a second, breathe, and understand their, their perspective and, and try and reshape the, the mind to not create that, that stress response automatically mm-hmm. and just breathe. Okay, yeah, let me approach this a bit better. And that is the hardest pillar, I would say, mm-hmm. to tackle for a lot of people because it is something that you have to actively work on 24 hours a day even mm-hmm. in your sleep because some people can't sleep at night because they're running through their minds thinking that's, of how they're going to respond. That's how I can't sleep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How people will respond. Did I respond correctly when I was in that social situation? Mm-hmm. Things like that. So P is, is really important too. Then the next one is environmental stress. So when we think of environmental stress, we think of things like uh, mold, allergies. Remember that forest fire? And I mean, mm-hmm. California, then we had the, that pollution in New York city. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these things are environmental stressors. Uh, next one is going to be exercise. So just like I said, too much and too little exercise can mm-hmm. both be stressors on our system. And then diet, right? I mean, apart from chugging soda every day or something. I don't even know what this is. <laughs> you know, that's better. It's at least low, low calorie, right? Oh, I didn't even know that. Cool. 35 calories. Did you know what this thing is? Or? No, I've never seen oh, you're that just in my life. At, you're just like so good at analyzing I've literally, stuff. do they even sell that? Where do they sell this that? This looks like it's from China, to be honest, and I don't know why. These guys have it to clarify, not me. Oh. And I just grabbed it because I did not have any coffee this morning, so splash in It RG. looks good. Does it taste good? It tastes like a soda, just like a plain soda, so no. So when I say soda, I, we can totally dive into artificial sugars and mm-hmm. all the things and energy drinks in general, but I would more so say sugar in general like a high sugar diet Mm -hmm. high processed food diet Um, but also a lot of my patients too when i they're sensitive to all these foods they have overgrowth in their stomach they can't tolerate certain foods maybe they have medical conditions that require Mm -hmm. them to avoid certain foods so the diet aspect is something that we work on from the start to help but really i'm focusing on all these five pillars when Mm -hmm. someone comes to me and i look at those and and i say where is this biggest, tallest pillar right now that we just need to knock down because yeah, we yeah. need to rebalance the system out? And so going back to that balancing act, this is where like making sure all these stressors are low enough that the, the balancing act and you can recover from it properly. Very cool. I, I love all of that. And so if I'm a client and I come to you and I'm like, look, I got all these problems, I can't sleep, et cetera, like, do you really just kind of get out your book and go like, Hey, we have five pillars and like we do this or like, is that more you're internally doing that? Like, yeah. or like, or how do you, I guess, like, are you also educating the client on why you're doing things and all that? Like how, what is your process like? Absolutely. So all my clients um, will learn with time, but mm. they also, most of them have been following me on social for long enough for me, mm. for them to realize it. And with time, I have like email drips that go out. We have course little modules that go mm. out. My thing. Facebook groups. Yeah, Facebook groups. Like <laughs> people know. People are so education educated. I think education is the number one key to overcoming whatever problem you're dealing mm-hmm. with because it starts with understanding and calming the body on understanding what's going on. Yeah, yeah If the, the worst feeling is like you're sick and you have no idea what's wrong with you because then you start Googling on pub or WebMD and all of a sudden you have cancer, you know, uh-huh, like exactly. you drive yourself yeah. crazy. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of educational material. 
And this is actually something that's interesting from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. You guys talk on, on business. I was, I was literally about to say after this, I was going to be like, no, let's touch on your business. Yeah. yeah so okay. from a business perspective too, a lot of people they and, and mentors and things like that, they're like, great, you have this like advanced, like really high ticket offer where these people just transform their lives. Um, what about your retention? And I'm like, you know, like I can give them more education in the future and that's really what we do as our retention model. Mm -hmm. But I want you to feel so empowered with your gut, hormone, physique, health Mm -hmm. while we're learning together. I always tell people it's kind of like a semester of college where I'm going to create this textbook of you with you. I'm going to hold your Mm -hmm. hand throughout the process. After that, you carry that textbook for the rest of your life. You Mm -hmm. know, like you don't need me because you should understand what's going on and you should remember the things and the changes we made during this time to navigate any sort of symptoms that came up. And so I've had patients come to me back like two years later and they're like, Dasha, I relapsed because in in my like gut sensitivity issues, Mm -hmm. was feeling super inflamed, not sleeping well, etc., I pulled out my core perform protocol and I just started it up again and I feel so much better in two weeks. Like I lost so much water weight. I'm feeling more energized. Like I'm back to being able to eat more food because Mm -hmm. I think when you're, when you're so sick, sometimes you under eat without knowing it just because your food doesn't make you feel great. Mm -hmm. Your body's not absorbing it properly. So, yeah. Well, I think that's awesome. And one thing that, um, is so important for businesses. It's like, I'm sure you have like tons of referrals that you get from your mm-hmm. clients. Mm-hmm. And I think like, <clears throat> it's, there's no way to like, just do that. Like you just have to provide a really good product mm-hmm. and then be like, I want you to be happy the rest of your life. And then like, they're going to send their friends and family back your way. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, so when it comes to the business side of things, like what are you focusing on? Are you like putting out a bunch of social content? Are you creating like, you know, webinars? Like what are you doing to grow your business? Yeah, so the vision of Core Perform, I actually haven't told anyone publicly this, other than my team, so. Although we hear that a lot on the, my podcast, and I'm like, D- is this the first time you've told it? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay, like, okay, it go. really is. Bam, breaking news. Seriously, breaking news. I mean, well, you're an entrepreneur, so you understand this, but in this world as an entrepreneur, you're constantly pivoting. You constantly have to have this vision of the company that... Mm shouldn't change too too much within the next five to ten years right there's that stability but in terms of like offering services systems that you go about things and how you get there Mm -hmm. those things might shift right so right now i would say that our core perform business in the next five to ten years is going through a model where we focus on courses coaching and supplements and it's really just focused on good for your gut products and so at the end of the day whether it's supplements that you can trust that have been verified and don't taste like crap Mm -hmm. um education so that if you don't want to you're kind of like a do-it-yourselfer or Mm -hmm. maybe you're a provider and you're another dietitian and you want to be able to help other people with it our whole goal here is to educate as many people as possible so that they can change more lives Mm -hmm. and so whether that be you individually or a provider we have courses built out for both of them Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course coaching so we have a full team anyone who goes through my practitioner courses I'm more inclined to hire Mm -hmm. um, which is also a great 
from a business perspective because Very you spend cool. less time right scoping out and asking for applications i really get to know these practitioners and their providers and then pull them into our system and um, they provide coaching for our clients love that so what is the i didn't know about this growing up and then i started to learn as i got more of the fitness industry what is the difference between a nutritionist and a dietitian? Ah, uh, yeah. So a nutritionist <laughs> is anyone outside who wants to just say, "Hey, I'm a nutritionist." And <laughs> that's a beef. <laughs> yeah. That's a no, beef. it really. I mean, truly, it is. Anyone can just be like, "I'm a, I'm a nutritionist," and you could be like, "Wow!" And that's why when you go to the doctor, and my patients have accidentally done this before, where they're like, "Yeah," and I told my doctor I was working with a nutritionist, and they immediately started taking notes. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, you don't want to tell them that because they're going to assume it's a personal trainer at a gym telling you to, you know, stop eating bread or something like mm -hmm. that, which honestly some doctors, they don't know either. Doctors mm -hmm. get one course in nutrition in mm -hmm. school, maybe. Mm -hmm. And so they're not qualified to give nutrition advice. That's why a registered dietitian in a hospital is a completely separate role that's integrated into that team, right? Mm -hmm. A doctor isn't a social worker, but a social worker is on the team. Mm -hmm. Dietitian, same thing. So sometimes people go in and, and I have patients all the time tell me that their doctor made them cry because they didn't like properly understand what was going on and told them to do something crazy. Um, so a registered dietitian is someone who's gone through now the requirements are uh, you get your undergrad, your master's, and you complete 1,200 hours of an internship, and then you sit, sit for boards. So it mm -hmm. should take you 12, 14, 15 years of schooling, and then plus you have to pass. I'm assuming that's including the high, high school years? Yeah, okay, the 12, I, I was, the 12. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, gotcha. 12 years of everything that we have all gone through most, and then the four years of college. Wait, 12 is including the college, right? Well, no, yeah. 12, 12, 12, then 4, plus so 16, four, so then... Plus 2. Yeah, so 18. 18, plus, plus one more. Yeah, yeah, so what, 19-ish? 19, 19, man. My grand. Yeah, good thing I don't do math. There we go, hey, there we go. Yeah, we're <laughs> dietitian, not mathematician. There we yeah. go, there we go. Again, out of my scope of practice. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a doctor, I'm not yeah. doing math. Okay, okay. Yeah, but that's something also I really preach to to a lot of my clients because... A lot of them, you can tell, probably come to me for, like, therapy, right? And mm -hmm. I always say, like, no, we're going to refer out for therapy. We're going to refer out for physical therapy. Mm -hmm. I am I'm a dietitian. I do, ha I do have my personal training kind of degree. What is it called? Even? Your cert? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, whatever like the cert yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I think I stopped paying for it because mm -hmm. I just there's no use for it in my mm -hmm. life. Um, but I always refer out. Because I think it's so important to stay within your scope. And as an entrepreneur, you probably know this, where it's like, we we have so many hats that we wear mm -hmm. where it's like sometimes you're like borderline a lawyer and then you mm -hmm. like but at some point you kind of realize that you need to delegate and you need to hire someone who's gonna, like hire the lawyer hire the mm -hmm. formula creator or hire whoever it is and similarly i think in in my practice i do the same I'm the worst at that too. Like I just hired a, another graphic designer because I found myself like doing graphic design work and I was like, I am our CEO. I'm not our freaking graphic designer. Literally. <laughs> like, I need to stop doing But I did, I love, I love design. I'm not that, I'm not that good at it, but I love doing it. And so, yeah. um, but with referrals though, that's a huge way to, well, we have two types of referrals, referrals from your clients, but then referral network where you're referring to like to therapists, to personal trainers, mm -hmm. et cetera. Um, twofold question. We'll start with the first one. Um, do you get referrals back? Do you have like 
X, Y, and Z, these are my three people I refer to? Or do you Mm -hmm. have, like, kind of a network of people, too? It depends. Mm -hmm. Certain people know certain things, just like certain doctors know certain things. So you wouldn't necessarily refer to a cardiologist for a gastroenterology Mm -hmm. problem. So similarly, dietitians work the same. So we can have renal dietitians. We can have cardiovascular dietitians. We can have cancer dietitians, oncologists, Mm -hmm. oncology dietitians. Um, So those kinds of referrals are absolutely necessary i think too within our own field but Mm. on top of that i would say it just depends on the patient and what they're going through but i do have Mm. a set like hormone clinic that i would refer out to that what's most important to me is that they practice the same way that i do because Mm. it's very much in the middle between eastern and western medicine and i need them to be on that same board and Mm -hmm. like when I talk to them and I have a discussion with them about a patient, we both agree on the way to proceed forward. If gotcha. that makes sense. Versus cool. we're fighting each other like, oh, I would do this. And I would be like, that's not really how I would go about it. But gotcha. So, yeah. So I have some people that are like that that I practice with. But in terms of referrals back, I I mean, for, do you want our business model around that? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know, but you actually cannot give people money for referrals as a doctor to a dietitian or dietitian to a doctor because mm. you can imagine how sketchy and scary that would get if someone was like, some doctor was pushing people to this this area because they were getting monetary mm. compensation, oh, that's true. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like that's ethically just yeah. starts getting really wild. So I don't take any sort of money, affiliation. We don't have anything like that set up mm-hmm. in our systems. However, um, what I do say is I offer um, people like a free month of coaching for people who refer mm. back to us. Oh, or, cool! Yeah, Love um, that. within our within our clients, so they just get more help, and and we provide longer services. And then the other thing too that I was gonna say was. Um, for the education and for the supplements, mm-hmm. we of course have affiliate programs set up. Yeah, so yeah. if you are a provider and you take a course, you can absolutely get referral, um, like affiliate monetary mm-hmm. compensation. And then for the protein, anyone can sign up as an affiliate. Mm-hmm. We also have like a core crew, which is our athlete program. So they do, there's like a gamified kind of system for that where oh, cool. they compete against each other every month for nice. posting and stuff like that. Yeah. Love that. Uh, and then at what point do you, like, you have, I'm sure, like, a trainer that you refer to, and then, like, you have your um, other types of dietitians. At what point do you just go, okay, now we're going to be a team, we're going to all, like, we're, we're all core perform, or, like, are you always going to refer out? Like, at what point do you kind of, like, bring people internally and make them a bigger team with, with you? Uh, I don't think it's necessary because most of those things are things that I would say because we are mainly telehealth and just all virtual, Mm -hmm. I will say that most of these people, I say, find someone in Connecticut in your town to Mm, get a myofacial release massage and find someone who specializes in your area. So Mm -hmm. for us to bring them all. It was what makes sense. Gotcha. Okay. Very cool. Um, Let's get to the protein powder. So. Uh, I've tried both of them. Oh, I, well, I'm sure there's more than two, but I tried. Uh, I don't, what, what did you give me? What flavors? I think the I one was a banana maple one. Maple banana bread and um, a, a syrup one. Yeah, was a that was one? that was the maple banana. Okay, bread. gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Both yeah. really good. Both really good. Yay! Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. All these really good. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was great. Uh, don't remember what it's called though, because I did. It was just in a bag. Was just in a bag, so yeah. I was like, yeah. "Oh, you mean the I got, flavor?" I got the OG like the, from the source one. Yeah, that one we actually sold out of. 
the the paper the the Maple see-through banana. bags or the no. <laughs> my Ziploc bags yeah, yeah, that yeah, I got yeah, in my yeah, kitchen yeah yeah no I still have some of those sold out sold out yeah. nice um no the actual like flavor of maple banana bread we only have uh, the 10 serving bags left and that was actually a strategy if we want to talk business about Let's the talk supplement about it. okay yeah um the reason being is because that was a unique flavoring profile that i had created and bought the entire flavor system for and so when you create supplement protein powders whatever you buy the ingredients in the profile separately right so for me, I had this like chunk of flavor profile and I didn't want to have them renew that and have to dedicate another like however many couple thousand, like de- mm. basically dedicate two more years of selling that flavor. Mm. So uh, I kind of switched uh, strategies a little bit and um, I just want to keep pushing out new flavors that people can like love and at, at the end of it, if people keep asking for things back, then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll definitely make it again. But I think it's more fun just... Just have a new flavor each time. Having a yeah. new flavor, yeah. Um, so I don't think we have enough time to go through the entire history of your, your other business, which is the which is the Core Perform... Just call it Core Perform Nutrition? What do you call the, the product? The protein powder. The protein powder, yeah, yeah. Um, I just started it last year, so... Well, what, what do you call the... What do you call it, though? Is it called the this Core Perform powder? Like, what is it? Like, yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know. <laughs> well, because your business is well, your business yeah, is called yeah, yeah. Corporate Form, so yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. "Is this called a Corporate Form?" Got it. Okay, I understand the question <laughs> yeah. now. Um, like... So, te- so technically, I have two business entities. So, okay. I have a corporation for the supplement side, and then I have a corporation for the coaching side right okay. now, which includes the educational aspect okay. of two things. And so, those two businesses. Um, I kind of merged under one corporate form umbrella. So moving forward, we're changing our branding again, mm-hmm. which aligns more with the vision. We're putting out like a corporate form book, apps, okay, like okay. more there products. Go. It's going to be awesome. I'm so so excited for it. But um, it's a lot of growth. Um, so how did this journey start though with with corporate form? Like so you as far as the protein powders go. Mm-hmm. So like you're just like we need to have a better version of this, and then you hire someone to like create the flavor profile and all that. Well, this like, is the beauty of yeah. what I'm doing from an entrepreneur's investment perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So when you think about a scalable business, you think about what? Oh, you asked me a general yeah. question. Sorry. Um, I mean, uh, marketing growth, what, uh, what infrastructure. Is I mean, well, you already have it. So, I mean, uh, education, um, audience, outreach, all that kind of stuff. You did, I, mention, I missing you one did of the mention what I was thinking of. It's community. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Any successful business, think about Quest Nutrition. Think about Bulletproof Coffee. They Bulletproof Coffee, he literally sold coffee. Mm-hmm. It's coffee. What? <laughs> yeah. Mind-blowing, right? But he yeah. had a community. Mm-hmm. He had a community and he had a niche where he could sell coffee and then he could sell coconut oil mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden this is a multi-millionaire billionaire company yeah, yeah, that yeah. gets sold and bought out right yeah. like all he did was he sold quite literally oil and coffee mm-hmm. right so coming back to what makes a successful company i really truly believe that it is marketing via a community mm-hmm. and niching down on that community to understand what are their needs and so the way that I created this supplement company wasn't because I was like, yeah, you know, I'm a dietitian, but I really want to make a supplement company because God, no, I would never want to mm-hmm. put myself through that. Yeah. The reason was because I was coaching so many people and every single one of them, every single week, the 
first week that they signed up would say, Dasha, I'm in the gym, but now you took away whey protein from me. It's really helping with my gas that I'm not consuming this whey protein, but now what do I drink? And I couldn't recommend the plant proteins on the market because they were filled with heavy metals. They were chalky. They tasted disgusting. They had artificial sweeteners in it. They had thickeners in it. They were just, I couldn't recommend it. And Mm -hmm. I was at a point where I was like, you know, like, I, I... I wish I had something for you, but I don't. Mm-hmm. And that's when the light bulb moment was like, great, this is my niche community. Like now I have to do this. Right. Like now <laughs> I have to do this yeah, because yeah. not only do I have the scientific background in bodybuilding in terms of optimizing an amino profile from a plant-based perspective, mm-hmm. but also I've read the literature on it. I know what tastes good. I'm in that bodybuilding community, so I know what their taste buds are like, if that makes sense. Fair enough, fair enough. But I also have dabbled into um, understanding what some of kind of the almond moms want you Mm -hmm. know what i'm talking about fair enough fair enough yeah so that's why i created the protein powder to start but we're looking to build products based off of what they want and what they need and what they continue to ask me for in that first week of check-in when they're Mm -hmm. like okay dasha what can i have that's not coffee or that's Mm -hmm. not whatever else like i mean i could pull out all the examples but a lot of them want right now like snacks Mm -hmm. i mean it tastes really good i mean so like wait where like where are you at right now with it? Like, where do you want to take it next? I mean, do you have like people working on it full time or are you kind of just like, ah, it's going to just do its own thing or where are you at? Yeah. Everyone listening, if you want to take core perform supplements and run with it, please, please do. I do not have time for that. I literally don't have time for it. I am like, I'm a dietitian, right? I'm not, I love flavoring things, systems, the science behind it, but man, Amazon, TikTok ads, like mm-hmm. Google ads, like please take it. Come yeah, reach yeah. out to me. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole other company. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it tastes good though. If you're, if yeah. you're thinking about it, I'll, I'll give you that one. Great. Um, very cool. Well, I think we've covered a lot today. Um, love this. Love the dietitian side of uh, the fitness industry. Don't know much about it, so I'm still like learning a lot of the words you said. I'm gonna have to Google after this. I don't think our auto translator will like pick up on those, but. Um, oh. That was great. So, pleasure having awesome. you on here. Thanks for having I'll, me. I'll see you at Golds. Yeah, I'll see you at the gym. <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> pleasure. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the My Fitness Business podcast, powered by WeStrive. Head to WeStrive.com slash podcast to check out more of our guest interviews and learn more about the WeStrive platform. Have an amazing day. And don't forget to keep striving.